This is the Creative Agency Podcast, where we explore the strategies, aspirations, methods, and mistakes behind growing and maintaining a successful creative agency. Hello again, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Creative Agency Podcast. My name is Chris Bolton, and I'm your host. The interview you're about to hear is packed with great advice from an agency and marketing veteran. Doug Fish founded Fish Marketing, a Portland marketing agency that has been in the Portland Business Journal's top 100 fastest growing businesses for the past five years. It's a really great interview, and I know you'll love it. As always, I'd love to hear your feedback on the show, what works, what doesn't, and what you'd like to hear more of. If you have any questions about running and growing an agency, please email me and maybe we can answer your questions on the show. You can go to creativeagencypodcast.com or you can email me at chris at creativeagencypodcast.com. Finally, if you like the show, please, please, please write a review on iTunes. This will help others find the show. And don't forget to subscribe. I've got lots of great interviews on the way. So I'm here with Doug Fish, founder of Fish Marketing. Welcome, Doug. Thank you. It's good to be here. So I wanted to ask you some questions about your agency and how it got started. How, how long has uh, Fish Marketing been around? We are coming up on 12 years, January 1st, 2003. That was day one. How did, uh, how did it start? What was the impetus? There's a long answer and a short answer. <laughs> I had... Uh, an agency called Fish Advertising through most of the 90s and early 2000s. And I sold it to Gerber Advertising, which was one of the bigger firms in town at the time. They were kind of on their downswing. And I stayed there for four years, went through a merger with Guard Communications, and just decided I, I just missed the ownership role mm-hmm. and uh, struck out on my own after Commit, uh, fulfilling my commitment there. I was VP of client services. And uh, we parted friends. I took a couple of clients that I had uh, developed while I was there. And uh, we you know, worked out an, an arrangement for that and started this version of Fish. Um, was there sort of a different approach that you took to Fish Marketing once you started it from your previous? Yes. We decided we were going to uh, consider the internet. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> when I sold the first agency, the internet really wasn't a factor. Mm-hmm. It was just getting started, and I mean, as a marketing medium for a small business in the late '90s. And um, by the time I started this agency, it was you know really starting to pick up steam, and yeah. uh, we added that as uh, in-house capabilities in about. Uh, 2005 or 6 mm-hmm. and it made all the difference. I bet. <laughs> yeah. um, how many uh, employees do you currently have? We have 27 full-time employees wow. plus freelance and a couple part-time, a couple interns. Mm-hmm. Nice. So you already had a marketing background, so I suppose finding clients when you first started out fish, fish marketing wasn't as much of an issue as it might be for some? Um. I think that's the key to starting an agency. If you can't win business, you, you're going to end up working for somebody. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I was, you know, fortunate to have whatever is needed to, to land business, and we've been successful at that for 12 years. What kind of marketing for yourself do you do? Do you do outreach or? You know, our most, uh, our most successful marketing is, is inbound. Mm-hmm. We've, nice. got a, we've got a real solid inbound team, and we dedicate time every month to 
our most important client, which mm-hmm. is fish, mm-hmm. my most important client. <laughs> They're all important, right? But uh, the one that I focus on the most is fish. And that in the inbound includes blogging and social media and SEO and Correct. do you do pay-per-click as well? We do not. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do pretty well with SEO um, locally and, and also nationally for, for certain uh, certain terms. Um, and then, you know, we maintain a, uh, a bi-monthly newsletter, e-newsletter, and referral is still a big part of our new business plan. Mm-hmm. We do some outreach, but I've found that it's a lot easier to sell somebody marketing services if they're looking. Right. <laughs> yeah. If they're not looking, it's a tough sell. Yeah, I know. We, we've done some outreach, and uh, it's kind of the hardest. The, the Definitely not... Not as high of a success rate as yeah. people are coming to you. Right. It's uh, the key is get, to get them to come to you first. What would you say is a sort of a hard lesson that you learned when you were first starting out with uh, fish marketing? The hardest lesson I learned was with fish advertising, mm-hmm. my first agency. And that was not having a, a good handle on finance was... Um, is the you know is the downfall of many small businesses not just the agency business but any small business if you don't understand finance and you know have good solid accounting mm-hmm. uh, you don't know where you're at right and uh, you can you're in for some big surprises bad surprises yeah and uh, so the, the second time around with fish marketing I uh, paid a lot more attention to that that was our our most ex- our highest paid employee for many years was our head of accounting. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. This go around's been a lot more successful than the first. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So, what is what is your day to day role at, at Fish Marketing? Uh, my title is president, and uh, I oversee. Uh, I have six reports: account, service, uh, operations, accounting, creative and digital, five reports. Oh, excuse me, and public affairs, six reports. You know, I, I see my role as trying to inspire the rest of the team to do their best work. Mm-hmm. Specific responsibilities are new business and business development. So when you say reports, are those reports that people are bringing to you on a daily or weekly basis? No, the, the people that report to me oh, okay. are those six uh, department heads. Oh, okay, gotcha. And then they have anywhere from one to five reports themselves. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, so you guys work with some pretty amazing brands and in all sorts of areas, retail, hospitality, real estate, automotive. I noticed on your website that you have uh, quite a few boat and fishing companies as clients. Is that because of the name Fish Marketing? Uh, purely coincidence, but it does not hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't hurt. Um, we uh, merged with another small agency this past year, last spring, called BDC Advertising. They're based out in Oregon City. And they specialized in fishing, sport fishing accounts. Oh, how uh, funny. They brought several clients with them and a couple of employees and uh, joined our team on April 1st. doesn't hurt to have fish marketing on, on your business card when you're <laughs> calling in the, on that category. But it, um, it, it was a good strategic move for us because we've always had a lot of snow sports clients and so by adding fishing to snow sports you'd, you'd say well what's the you know what what's the synergy there but it really gives us a a, a bigger footprint in outdoor mm-hmm. recreation and gotcha. uh, so that's become a strategic category for us 
So I noticed on your website um, that you have won the Portland Business Journal's Lighthouse Award for businesses that have been in the journal's 100 fastest growing companies list for five consecutive years. That's awesome. <laughs> Congratulations. We're proud of it. What, what do you believe has is, is spurred the growth? Do you feel like the growth has been faster more recently, or has it been at sort of an even pace? Uh, there was a little bit of an interruption in 08, 09, right? <laughs> uh, when we shrunk uh, significantly. But uh, since 2010, we've had steady growth between 25 and 40% a year. I, I believe it's been spurred by our model. You know, there's a, there's a significant demand for what we do. We have invested in sales training. Spent a lot of time studying sales, you know, taking sales training. And sales is kind of a dirty word in our business, you know, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, business development and all of that is sales. Uh, And we've invested uh, heavily in SEO and and inbound marketing, Mm -hmm. and that's where the leads have come from. But, you know, leads are no good if you can't close. Yeah. Do you have a pretty elaborate, like, sort of pitch process that you go with clients, uh, new clients? I know that when we present to a client, we usually have like a little slideshow that we go through. Mm-hmm. Is there anything unique to your process that you sort of developed over the years? I don't think so. Um, I think the key to winning business is understanding what the client's needs are and uh, or you know what their pain is. If you can solve their pain and, and bring it in within their budget, you've got a good shot at landing the account. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, we use Keynote. I like Keynote. Um, I think the most Im- important thing to remember with new business development is uh, not to spend a lot of time talking about yourself. We were just having that conversation earlier today, actually. You can get through the capabilities stuff real quick because they don't really care. Yeah. They want to hear about themselves. Yeah. We, we have a presentation tomorrow morning um, for a, a potential client, and we were looking at their presentation, and we we're like, this is all about us. we got to yeah. make it more about them. They don't care. Yeah. And, and I don't think I've ever landed a, a piece of business purely on a capabilities presentation. Mm-hmm. They flop every time. Yeah, that makes sense. And if you, if you can't take the time to really dive into the prospect's business and understand what their need is, and offer a solution, whether it's creative or strategic or you know whatever that solution may be, uh, you have a very hard time landing that account. Yeah. And if you don't have the time or the resources to make that investment, it's better to pass. Have you found any difficulty in managing your recent growth, taking on new employees? Is that positive experience, a nerve-wracking experience? Um, HR is Not what I was trying to do. (laughs) And um, I didn't realize that growth would bring uh, such a, create such an importance on HR. Mm -hmm. HR is tied to culture. And it's it's very difficult because that's not something you can get your hands on easily. Employee satisfaction and, Mm -hmm. you know, a positive, healthy culture. You know, that's probably been one of the biggest... uh, areas of focus that we've didn't plan for but Mm -hmm. it comes with the territory i think when you get beyond about 10 people do you have an hr person that that helps you out or we we outsource it okay you do and um we we have an hr a small hr company uh they have like five employees they're on retainer Mm -hmm. uh but they do all of our onboarding they do our recruiting 
they deal with any issues that come up and and you know make sure that keep us legal yeah totally <laughs> so we talked a little bit about your your specialization uh how would you sort of describe how what you specialize or what what your value proposition is mm-hmm. the short answer is that we are a full service agency for small to mid-sized companies and organizations we do a lot of government and nonprofit work as well the long answer kind of gets back to um you know, 10 years ago, when digital started to really explode, the agency business got splintered into a million different categories. And, you know, before the internet came along, there was, you know, full service firms, there was media buying agencies, and there was PR firms, you know, or some combination of, of those three. And there was, you know, maybe creative, you know, boutiques, we called them. But when the internet came along, that added up categories of agencies, you know, SEO firms, design firms, uh, social media specialization. For small business, uh, the, the allure of having a, a, you know one agency that was so good at SEO, that's all they did, or hey, all we do is build websites, uh, all we do is email marketing, nobody can out email us and nobody can you know get it do it cheaper hire us pretty soon you know looked around and they had five agencies yeah five marketing <laughs> companies that they were doing business with and they were all very good at what they do and uh, made perfect sense at the time but what they found is they didn't have the internal resources to manage five different marketing firms the other thing that that they found was that those five marketing firms were all competing for a piece of the budget Mm-hmm. And and uh, that that inevitably creates conflict of interest. If the PR firm is telling you that you need more PR, digital firm is telling you you need more budget for Google, and the creative shop is saying you need to spend more on your TV spots or, or whatever it is, then pretty soon they're putting their own interests ahead of yours. And um, the small business owner or marketing director is trying to decide, well, who's right here? Yeah. <laughs> Should I believe the PR guy or you know, the, the, the woman at the SEO firm? What, what we did, we kind of stumbled into it because I, you know, I, I came up in the 70s when the Internet wasn't around and the model was do, it, do everything for people. You know, our approach was, look, you know, we, we do all that. We don't care what we sell you. We just want it to work. You know, it might be PR, it might be media, it might be this or it might be that. But if it doesn't work at the end of the day, you're going to fire us because yeah. you, you know who's to blame. <laughs> you know, you only have to call one, one person or, yeah, you know, you only sense. have to meet with one agency. And you can get back to running your business instead of, you know, you know, keeping a bunch of disparate companies uh, all communicating. And that pitch resonates yeah. with companies who have been through that process of, you know, working with multiple specialty shops. And, and you know, there's nothing wrong with that model. I mean, there's a lot of great agencies out there that are that specialize in one thing or three things or whatever it is. But it requires a sophistication level on the client's part that many clients don't have. So that's, you know, we kind of stepped into that, that situation and we, you know, we meet with multiple, I mean, it, you know, there's just a constant stream of, of companies that, Hey, I, you know, look, I'm tired of dealing with all this. Yeah. <laughs> Take it all off my, my plate and, you know, tell me what to do. So that's the model. 
you know, it applies to any industry. I, I watched the video on your website and uh, you mentioned they're fully integrated marketing firm. And, you know, I've heard that term many times and I wasn't actually sure exactly what it meant. How would you describe that? Well, for us, it means uh, brand strategy. We help our clients define their brand and position their brand and uh, find their voice and their, mm-hmm. their personality. Uh, we also help them uh, get their arms around the internet. You can build their website. We can, uh, you know, execute an inbound marketing program, do their email marketing. And uh, the third thing we can help them with is their traditional advertising, as we like to refer to it. Uh, you know, we still do half of our revenue comes from TV, radio, print, direct mm-hmm. mail, public relations. And the fourth thing we do, which uh, is is a, a new area for us, is public affairs. And uh, that's a broad category, which can mean a lot of things to a lot of people. But in our case, um, we apply it to primarily government agencies. Uh, we do a lot of work for the state of Oregon and Clackamas County and, and involves uh, stakeholder communication, community outreach programs that are integrated with marketing programs like digital and traditional advertising. What kind of work do you end up turning down? Because it seems like you offer quite a wide range of marketing services. Yeah, we turn down a lot of projects, <laughs> a lot of websites. We, we refer a lot of those types of projects to, to various people that we know. We do very little high tech. It's just not something that we chose early on not to not to go after high tech. I think there's a lot of really good people out there that understand high tech. It requires a, a real emphasis on public relations, which is one thing that we don't do. We outsource. You know, we're looking for clients who can utilize multiple services within the agency and you know, have a kind of a no expiration date. Right. Uh, You know, a lot of these government contracts are two, three years, but we're not looking for a three-month project or, you know, six-month project very often. We do do take those, but, you know, we're looking for sustainable, ongoing revenue. You mentioned a little bit about branding strategy. Is that something that you'd like to do with most of your clients? Um, What exactly is branding strategy? That's a good question. Uh, yes, we'd love to be able to come in and craft the brand strategy for all of our clients, but many times we inherit one that's perfectly good condition, and you know we can take it from there and, and run with it. There's a lot of rebranding that, that's going on these days. A lot of companies are trying to are having to uh, change with the marketplace, and uh, it requires rebranding and repositioning their their products and their brand. Uh, what is branding strategy? Well. The definition of a brand is what your customers think you are. And it's hard to change perception, very hard to change behavior. You don't want to do it very often, and it's very important that you get it right the first time. That's that's where the strategy comes in. What about discovery? I imagine that's a part of branding, but do you do sort of a discovery process with most of your clients? Mm-hmm. Does that involve, I know with us, we'll um, sometimes we'll do interviews, sometimes we'll hand out questionnaires. Do you have a set process for that? It's really a, a different process for every client, depending on what their situation is. I mean, we've done, you know, classic intercept and call out research as part of the discovery process, although that's the usual approach. Um, Long interviews with clients and their customers are usually enough to give you a pretty good indication of what's going on and then learning as much as you can about their competition, either through direct uh, you know, contact or 
other means of research. And once you do a thorough and have a thorough understanding of those three things, the client, target audience, and the competition, then you're in pretty good shape to put together the brand. Have you done any really extensive discovery processes, or have you ever like outsourced the discovery process to, or you always do it in house? We try to do it in house. We don't do market research. So in 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 situations where we have to do market research, we'll we'll uh, outsource that to a, a research firm, um, of which there are several good ones in town. You know, those budgets are uh, somewhat rare. You know, we usually do it do it ourselves. Let's see. We can talk a little bit about pricing. You said that you you're looking to have ongoing relationships with clients. Um, does that usually come in the form of like a retainer that they pay, or is there you know project work and then a retainer? It, you know, every we have probably thirty or thirty five clients, and every compensation uh, package is different. Yeah, with, <laughs> with each one, you know, it's a combination usually of retainer. You know, project work, usually for creative and digital. Commission, media commission, we buy a lot of media, probably $4 million a year and oh, wow. maybe five in, in digital and traditional media. A lot of, you know, TV and radio is still commissioned at 15%. And I came out of that era when everything was based on commission. You know, you did everything for the commission and the size of the account was determined by the media budget. And so, you know, we, you know, you know, we mark up, Outside purchases, mm-hmm. it just, uh, you know, it depends on what the client's needs are and, and what the scope of work looks like, but it's a combination of all those things that, that uh, you know, make up for our profit. And do you have like a hourly or a day rate that you use with your clients? Uh, it ranges depending on um, the service or the employee from 125 to 200 an hour. So how would you describe the culture at Fish Marketing? That's another, that's like, what is branding question? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, it's, it's, uh, it's good because that's the other thing that I really focus my time on, you know, new business and, and the culture of the agency. I think that culture, culture trumps everything. That, that your culture is more important than your clients. It's more important than any one employee or any one department. It Without a healthy culture, you are going out of business. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of time. So I try to uh, focus on making fish a a great place to work. I've always believed if you take care of your employees, they will take care of your clients, and the clients will take care of the bottom line. So I try to make it a, a great place to work. We survey our staff every month, and we ask them, how much they love or hate their, their job, and you know, on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate your job right now? And if it's not a ten, tell us why. Yeah. And uh, that feedback sometimes is hard to hard to read, but it's um, extremely important that you do and you pay attention to it. And the guy from Zappos said, "I want I want my people to think about work in the shower." And I don't want them to think about how much they hate it. I want them to think about, <laughs> wow, what am I going to do at work today? This is great. And you know, if you make it in it, if you, if you have an inspirational, uh, nurturing culture, then you know everything else will take care of itself. Good way to put it. I'm always curious about tools, specifically software tools. Um, do you guys use uh, project management software? We do. We use WorkZone, and uh, we have Advantage. Uh, for um, our accounting and time entry. We have uh, several softwares that we use. I don't know half of them. 
uh, the inbound department has a lot of tools that they use. I bet. I bet. Um, I couldn't say what they are. I have yet to find a perfect combination of softwares to run. And I, I haven't talked to anyone in this business that has. <laughs> you know, it's so hard to find something that where your proposal software talks to your accounting software and it, which talks to your CMS. And like, we're still trying to figure all that stuff out here at Murmur. But we found some things that we like. The uh, Asana project management software we like. We're using QuickBooks for um, accounting. We're still trying out some different customer management software. We haven't decided on that yet. <laughs> yeah, I um, we've had WorkZone for less than a year now, and um, you know it's a very robust project management package. Not a very good collaboration mm-hmm, tool, mm-hmm. and I think we're going to separate the, the functions and find a a more simplified project management solution but then use a separate collaboration tool which everyone uses mm-hmm. and only the you know the the production departments the only people that really need the project management software but everyone uses the collaboration tool including clients ideally so i i think it's you know what, what i think we're going to end up with is separating those two functions and selecting software that can do one or the other not both because i don't know that there is one that can do both well you know if it's on as the solution i'd love to hear more but um uh, we uh, we have a new director of operations who's really diving into that right now and and uh we're going to probably have a new package it's beginning of the year yeah well i guess it's it's good to know that we're we're not the only ones struggling but also i sort of a little disheartening that it's an ongoing struggle we should just all put our heads together and write some software and uh, you know, <laughs> know we could retire from the agency <laughs> business <laughs> exactly you know, i can't believe that you know some agency person hasn't done that <laughs> i know so thanks so much for joining me today it was really great to talk to you i was wondering if you could give us three takeaways something that you would give to um someone who's starting an agency or working in an agency that's looking to get leg up i would um if i was starting an agency today i'm the sales guy so i would go out and find a really good creative guy i would start there Mm -hmm. i didn't do that this with this agency uh we focused on digital Mm -hmm. first and um an account service and then you know later added and built the the creative team but i would start uh with a solid creative partner and build from that i would uh, not start an agency if you don't have proven new business success it's what it takes to grow and survive because as much as we love our clients, they're all going away someday. If you're not constantly replacing them, then you know eventually you're going to go away too. I hear you. <laughs> so that requires you know a constant focus on new business development and organic growth of your existing clients. And again, I it, it's sales. It's sales, and you know I don't necessarily believe in hiring a sales person. That's hard to make work in the agency business, but the princi- one of the principles has to really get it. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Well, thank you. Yeah, it was welcome. great. It was great thank having you. Chris, yeah. Good to hear from someone who's been in the business for a while. <laughs> a while, yes. Uh, well, I appreciate the uh, the call, and you know, they say everyone's favorite topic is themselves. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, you bet. Okay. 